So we've always been advocates of an equal and fair workforce. Uh, that is every person be seen for their skills and abilities. Sadly, in our industry, in the aviation industry, the representation of women is anything but equal. And we are joined today with Catherine Vin Clare, the founder of Flight Path Productions, who she and her team are on a mission to help change that disparity. Uh, Catherine, welcome. Thank you for coming on to the show. Thanks for having me, guys. It's great to be here. Yeah, it's uh, it's been a, it's been a while. We've been trying to get this set up, um, but we're very excited to have you on and and talk about your project. Thank you very much. It's fantastic to finally be chatting with you guys. So, um, a, a little bit about yourself, like what got you, or how did you get into film in the first place? I got a degree in film production and cinematography. Uh, in the UK. I then went on to work as a runner and then worked my way up in various camera departments, working as uh, a trainee camera operator, um, then as a second assistant camera operator, a clapper loader, um, and camera operator in various different productions. So I did all sorts of things from music videos to commercials to indie films and, and short dramas. Um, and then from there on, I've sort of expanded what I want to do within the industry. So I've taken on different roles. Um, I've worked in research and pre-production with other documentary companies in the UK. Um, and I also work in voiceover. So do quite a lot of audio-based stuff as well. Um, and then finally, there came a time uh, last year during the height of COVID where I thought I really want to uh, start telling my own stories and start making productions about things that really matter to me. And that is where Flight Path Productions was born. Fantastic. So that is your production company then? Yes, it is. Awesome. Now, now just to backtrack a little bit, I heard you say voiceovers. Do you yourself? Uh, do the voiceover like you're the voice actor um i just say that because you have a you have an excellent speaking voice thank you very much yes yes i do i am the voice um yeah i do a mix of commercials dramas audiobooks video games you name it oh that's that's very that's, cool is, is there anything cool. you can say that you've like like done if you want to not to not to get away from the flight path but just 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 for the conversation <laughs> sure sure totally no i've done uh, i've done some some games for warhammer recently uh, i've been in an expansion um for conan exiles um i was a part of a serious sam reboot uh, that's recently come out yeah. so wow. yeah yeah real real variety of stuff wow. that's awesome that's fantastic uh, and i've heard of all of those so that's pretty cool um, awesome. Pretty cool to hear. I, you know, as, as my mother told me, you know, I have a, I have a face for radio, so <laughs> that's why I'm, that's why I do what I do here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We've been told that a bunch of times. Yeah. You, well, you guys definitely have a face for voiceover. I'm like, thanks. <laughs> thanks a lot. <laughs> we never got into the, the actual doing of that, but it's nice to know that if we were to try, at least somebody would, see some gold in the <laughs> in the dross with us 
So now going back to flight path productions, um, have, was that chosen based off of uh, a, a long time interest in aviation or a newly found interest in aviation? Um, you know, what, what led to the naming of that production company? It was the fact that I knew I wanted my first production to be about women in aviation. So I thought I want my production company, if this is the original idea that's going to start my company, then I want to name the company after it. So that's where Flight Path came from. Um, I want to become a pilot. I don't have any training yet. I'm one of those aspiring pilots with big dreams and empty pockets. So I, um, I wanted to... I wanted to start a conversation around something that I feel really passionately about and, uh, and, and I'm very curious about as well. Um, I think it's a fascinating, fascinating topic that brings in so many elements of uh, global feminism and specifics of the aviation industry um, that I just thought this is a story that this is a story that has to be told. This is um, a conversation that needs to be shared. Um, yeah, it just so happens that I'm a big aviation fan and want to go in the into the industry myself. So um, I can be crazy passionate about it while I'm doing this production as well. Yeah, that's pretty. That's pretty awesome. I mean, the and, and you'll probably find as you go along the way, you're gonna have you're gonna meet a lot of women who will help, uh, uh, you know, boost your career in aviation. I mean, just and just off of you, you know, telling their story alone, um, they're they're gonna return that favor tenfold. By helping you achieve your goals. That's a lovely thought. I mean, I've certainly found that the community has been very supportive, um, very open to discussion, to giving talks, uh, to joining us on our social media platforms. Uh, we've had amazing live roundtables in the last couple of weeks with, um, it was uh, the first one was with uh, the uh, the Washington Central Chapter of Women in Aviation International. Um, and we just had the most fantastic conversation and, uh, and discussion about, about everything that's going on in this production and all the themes we're exploring. Yeah, this community is nothing but supportive. That's very interesting to hear, especially with the Women in Aviation International. The, that group is probably by far the premier aviation group for women, like, in general, I mean, they host so many different events, so many different um, conferences that specifically curtail to women in aviation on all aspects. Uh, pilots, for sure, or aircraft mechanics, too, and um, flight attendants as well, which a lot of people tend to just kind of gloss over and just see them as like the bellhop inside a hotel, but the hotel's in the sky. Um, <laughs> they, there's uh, so much misconception, especially for uh, flight attendants, just like how much they they do and how much they're perceived that they do. Um, yes, so much. Uh, speaking of uh, being inspired for aviation, uh, a lot of us here in the U.S. can attribute the movie Top Gun as the <laughs> gateway to aviation <laughs> for the most part, right? Yes. Who, who doesn't like going fast? But in for you, who was or what was your inspiration or what gave you the bug to want to be doing something in aviation and like be a pilot for me it wasn't anyone particular in the media 
But it was the, uh, it was an experience I had several years ago where I went up in an aerobatics, uh, aerobatics plane with um, a friend of a friend who owned the plane and was a commercial pilot. Um, and it was the first time I'd ever gone up in a, a light aircraft with just myself and one other pilot. Um, and just as soon as we took off, I, I just got the bug. It was just, it was just instantaneous. Um, and by the time the 15 minute flight was over, I was convinced that I had to find some way of bringing my world and the aviation world together and somehow working as a pilot one day. And that's and that's fantastic because I, I know from my perspective, I've been in the aviation industry now, what do you say, six? We've been in it, what, 15, 16 years, um, mostly and, and primarily on the on the maintenance side. But I, I can tell you, you know, beyond beyond the top guns and things like that, there really isn't or, or a historical, uh, you know, National Geographic or something like that about Amelia Earhart and, and, and those. There's nothing really about the aviation community in general, specifically a, uh, women in aviation, but but in the aviation community as a whole, you, you don't really hear much about it. Yes, it's interesting, isn't it? And that was something that I thought was quite prevalent in the the importance of this production that we're trying to to make as well. Um, it's just furthering that discussion and really introducing those demographics as well. Yeah, and you wonder why, because, you know, aviation's not going away. I mean, we're, con- you know, as humans, we are consistently uh, going higher, faster, or maybe not faster, but long distance duration and, and biofuels. And, and the, it's just constantly compounding, um, you know, as materials and, and the science gets uh, more in depth, uh, we're always expanding those envelopes of flight. And, and but beyond, again, beyond those, I'll say big, big channel, whatever, you know, the, the kind of overarching, hey, here's a history of the SR-71 Blackbird. Here's the history of uh, Pan America, you know, uh, airline. You don't you don't hear really the in-depth current stuff or specifically about the people who are in it now. Yes. And what they're doing uh, to progress the field and each other. Absolutely. Um, I'd say there are there are platforms out there that showcase what's currently being done. But. I still feel that the aviation industry is reasonably closed off to people who aren't already fanatics of aviation. As soon as you get into aviation, as soon as you get the bug, you can start looking for podcasts and you can find all sorts of, of uh, you know, podcasts and YouTubers and just content out there um, that can be very inspiring and engaging. But for people who don't yet know about the industry, I don't feel there's a great deal that's there as like a gateway an invitation into familiarization with the industry. So that's why I want this production to be something that can appeal to everyone and not just something that appeals to people who already know about aviation because it's a chance to introduce people to it. Then that resonates yes. with us uh, very well because when we started this show, uh, we, we could go in so in-depth on the technicalities of things, but we wanted it to be in such a way where the average non-versed aviation person can understand what we're saying i mean there's some uh there's some stuff that we say that's like okay what the hell does that mean but uh we we try to relate it in such a way we're like okay so that's what this means over here well and then it's kind of funny 
and very humbling when people from other industries outside of aviation talk to us and say, oh, this is exactly how it looks like over here on my uh, field of work. This is how it looks like on my industry. And like, wow, like that's, yes. you never really saw it that way. But yeah, 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 we've had people from the mining industry to food service tell us like, oh my gosh, it's, it's so relatable. That's which, amazing. Which, mm-hmm. So, so that, that really resonates with us. Like we want to give you an invitation, a gateway or some way to see what it looks like and perhaps maybe spark something inside you. Like, you know what? I kind of want to see what that's all about or I want to try it out besides the high flying uh, danger zone uh, entering (laughs) movies or, (laughs) or documentaries because yes, they're very cool, but you know, you're talking about where something like that in a movie, you're talking about the top 1% of the 1%. So the chances of, of an average person to just hop into a fighter jet and go, three times the speed of sound is very slim. I, I know, I know for me, when I got started out, right. I, I went to several different branches, of the United States military and said, I want to fly. I want to fly fast movers as we all did when we were little. Right. You know, I want to go fast um, yeah. and got denied uh, for, for various reasons or whatever else. Um, and then was home laying in bed one night when I was, a, a, a you know, late in my teens uh, saw a late night infomercial for a, a maintainer school, an aviation maintenance school. And, you know, I said, well, hey, dad, let's go check that out. And that was it. Brilliant. So now with Flight Path Productions, have you started filming or when are you slated to start filming? Or and if you have started filming, um, where have you if you can talk about I know you don't want to give probably away too much before it comes out, um, but, you know, where have you started filming? Um, who have you talked to? Some of the conversations. Will you go? Obviously, you're going to go international with it. But how? How? How international? For sure. So this is at the heart of where we're at right now. So we're currently doing a crowdfunding campaign, um, which is should be live when this podcast goes out. It's at www.flightpathproductions.com. Um, I'm sure the link will be in the show notes. It's also on all of our social media channels at Flight Path Productions. Um, the scale of this documentary really depends on what we can raise in this crowdfunding campaign. This is a scalable project. We can do it through Zoom calls. We can have lots of virtual content as a part of the final production. But what we really want to do is have the opportunity to actually fly out with a small skeletal crew to keep the costs down and meet as many people as we can face to face because that global diversity of conversation is what's really going to make this documentary so relevant. So we've been in pre-production for about a year and a half now, and that has been extensive research. A documentary is basically the opposite of a film. You don't write a script. You go out and you do loads of research. And then from that research, you figure out who you want to interview. Then you go out and you shoot with them. And then when you've got all your content, you take a look at all of that together and figure out how you want to piece it together into a final narrative. We are at the stage where we've been doing extensive research. We've spoken to hundreds and hundreds of professionals of both genders uh, from many different areas of the aviation industry um, about all of these complex topics that we're looking into in this production. And 
we've been speaking with people from over 50 different countries now. It's truly an amazing global uh, body of, of research. But without funding, we are not in a position where we can go out and have face-to-face conversations with everybody because we need money in order to be able to do that. We need money to be able to legally hire our crew and our kit and work with uh, things like insurance and other fun stuff like that. Um, you know, ways of actually getting out and having face-to-face conversations uh, so we can, we can film our footage there. So most of our research so far has been compiled over Zoom um, so that we can get as close as we can to that face-to-face contact. But what we really want to do is meet people in person because I'm sure you'll agree the quality of conversation you can have from an in-person conversation, you can just get to different depths of discussion, I think, uh, from actually being in the same room with someone. Almost definitely. Yeah, I would agree with that as well. Like uh, we majority of our episodes, they've been mostly remote or through Zoom. Uh, the very few times where we actually record in person, it, there's such an atmospheric change. And you can see like in everybody's faces and everybody's voices. And you can kind of tell like, OK, these are the fun episodes. <laughs> and and uh, we yes, we totally agree. Like uh, just when you're in person and say you're the production and the person being interviewed is seeing you there, like actually feeling you like they feel a sense of reality to this, like this is actually happening. Someone actually values what I'm saying or what I'm doing. And it just makes yes. them feel that much better to and more comfortable to tell a story that can be relayed and possibly endure for ages at a time. And say, and I think this goes in everybody's mind when they do some kind of interview or they do some kind of film where they, they see themselves in the future telling this to like their kids or their grandkids or someone like uh, of a future generation, like that was me or I contributed to this, or uh, this is something that I was very passionate about. And then they start seeing how their face just livens up when they see that, like, I want to do, or I want to have what that person has, or I want to be able to light up as, as brightly as that person has. And uh, um, let's see. I, I had a train of thought, but that, just seeing that mental image is like, it kind of took over. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> but, but that's just how powerful it is, like you said, of being, uh, being in person. And um, having that kind of research that's almost hand in hand, but a lot more in depth than what our current jobs do, like where we do uh, audits, where we do inspections. It's all according to that research, like how much we actually do beforehand so when we actually go and do the inspection or do the audit or do the maintenance, we already have an idea of what we're doing. And then we're now we're just filling in the gaps and we're already giving more uh, brevity, more weight to the to the questions or to the words when we actually because we've already did some prior research. So in, instead of having to spend so much time just building the background, OK, this is how this happens. A to, Z, a to F. And then now we're going to tell the story from G through Z. I'm like. We just we we've already wasted time doing that. Um, I, we my MVP and and Charlotte and I we always joke about this. Like whenever they do certain movies, when they reboot certain movies, they yeah. have to tell the whole story all over again. And some <laughs> and if it's the second time, no problem. But when it's like the fifth, sixth, seventh, tenth, I'm like okay, we get it. We already know what happens. Just move on with the story. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I mean, and then like, I'm glad you mentioned that that a documentary is not a film. 
So, and, and I think that's the part where uh, a lot of individuals kind of get hung up on it. Like, what's what like uh oh this documentary is giving this or why is it taking so long like well because there's a lot of stuff that goes on behind it that there's so much research that we have to do to ensure that we're getting for the most part everything correctly yes. and then like you said we can at least give the narrative as to okay we we hope you or we hope you have a pre-established condition where you kind of have an idea of what's going on before this but if you didn't, here's a little, a quick refresher, and then you can figure out all the parts that are missing either through the interview itself or through other research that inspired you to want to learn more. Absolutely. Yeah. It's the, the research is the most important thing. It, we're not going to make a good documentary if everything looks glossy and looks polished and cinematic and inspirational, but the content itself and what's actually being discussed and said is not authentic and accurate to the industry. We want to tell the truth and that takes time to do properly. Yeah. So speaking of the, of the truth and all that, so of, of all the women you've, you've had conversations with so far, be it in person over Skype, zoom, whatever, um, you know, what has been the the most uh, passionate subject as to why they got in it, why they stay in it? And then on the contrary, what's what's been the biggest negative struggle or the biggest hurdle they face in in today's uh, environment? And I asked that question again. I don't want to take take away from from the documentary, but asking that question. So maybe listeners can be like, how can we how can we step in and help or how can I help? recognize this in my own area of work and, and, and try to try to change that narrative now. For sure. For sure. I say everyone that I've spoken to has been just so passionate about the work that they do. Um, but I say it's a double edged sword. Many of them, uh, these female pilots that we've been speaking with don't want to be known as female pilots. But in order to have a discussion around gender in the industry, you do need to use some labels. You do need to differentiate between demographics. But many of them have become unintentional figureheads for feminism within the industry. And whilst that's a wonderfully positive thing for the industry overall, because the more mentors that are out there, the more shiny examples that young girls have for what they can achieve within this male-dominated field, uh, the better. But at the same time, on an individual level, that's just one person who wants to get on with their career and not be seen to be doing everything in spite of their gender. They're just interested in doing the best job they can, being the best pilot they can, um, helping contribute to the industry um, as brilliantly as their skill allows them to. Um, and for them, gender is something that walks with them in every decision that they make, in every experience that they have. But they're not defined by their gender. They're defined by their tenacity. They're defined by their will to achieve. Um, so... I think that's been a really fascinating discovery in, in this research, just to get the personal aspect, uh, the, personal, the personal take on how it feels to be that woman in that industry. Uh, this that's very interesting. I, I didn't even think about, about it from that perspective, right? Is the, hey, you know, obviously women in aviation are, are a small minority anyways, but then because of that and, and with, you know, maybe companies saying, Hey, we're, we're equal opportunity. We're this, we're that. Um, 
and they they place these these women on these pedestals but maybe those women didn't want to be on the pedestal hey i wanted to be fine like you said by the work that i do i want to be known as hey we got to put that person on that on that leg because that's a turbulent flight but they're one of the best pilots we have if flying in adverse weather conditions yeah not not just because so that's 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 very interesting i didn't even so i'm thinking now six have we done that subconsciously and unknowingly you know by uh in, in some instances have we have we done that just because we want to help but maybe we're going about it the wrong way sometimes huh. very uh, very right. interesting yeah i appreciate that see look we're learning stuff already even with us like the ones who are air quote experts and stuff <laughs> uh, <laughs> and you're, you're absolutely right um well, that's gonna be some real uh mental digging soul my, searching my right now yeah soul searching like have i pro have i uh aggravated the situation by talking about it but but at the same time like would you even have known if we didn't say nothing so it's kind of like I, I see what you mean with the double-edged sword like yeah oh yeah. man like um you're gonna get hurt if you do and you're gonna get hurt if you don't i'm just like yes uh, yes you are honestly every even even as a production company we found that talking about gender online is such a difficult thing because with almost every post that we've put out uh, on our on our TikTok, on our Instagram, on our LinkedIn, we've been met with support, but we've always been met with backlash as well. We've always been met with people saying, "Well, you're just making a you're making a, a struggle out of nothing," um, or "Your your what you're doing is sexist because it's it's uh, pushing one gender over another and." It's an aptitude-based industry, so those def- distinctions shouldn't be made, et cetera, et cetera. But at the same time, you can't progress things without having conversations about these issues. Yes. Well, no, and the conversation wouldn't be had if there wasn't struggle within the industry, right? Otherwise, right. none of this would have even come to light. Nobody nobody would said anything initially if it was strictly aptitude-based and, and that's it. Right, uh, but we all what we know. We've, t- I mean, just with the conversations we have, we know the struggles are re- are real. Yep, absolutely. And the yeah. aptitude arguments are really fascinating one because it does make some sense. But at the same time, if we take the average percentage of female pilots to be around six percent, and that is a generalization, but around six percent, I can't believe for a second that of all the candidates that apply for work that. 94% of them who end up getting work are male. I don't believe for a second that, um, that the numbers would be that disparate if, uh, if women were being given equal opportunity um, and weren't being held back by all sorts of factors. Right. right. So they, they like to use the numbers, i.e. the aptitude as justification for, you know, equal, equal, uh, rights in the workplace or whatever you want to say, but, but based off of what you just said, the numbers, numbers don't lie. Right. So numbers alone also show you that there's, there's more to it than just aptitude. Yes. Yeah, Uh, there is more to it. There are definitely less women applying for work across the entire aviation industry. Um, You know, from pilots to engineers, to mechanics, to air traffic control, uh, all sorts. Um, the only part of the industry where we see that reversed is flight attendants. Um, but at the same time, I don't believe that you could take the number of, uh, of applicants split by gender. I, I highly doubt it would be 6% of applicants being female. Yes. 
th- this reminds me of a previous interview we had with uh, Cassandra Hep. Uh, she's an aircraft mechanic. She was the recipient of the top uh, aircraft maintenance technician professional award at the aerospace maintenance competition just this past um, month. And she stopped in one of the airports where they had a big display of all the people who ever won that award. And she was the only woman on that board to have won that award. And it, it, it was such a shock that she decided to take a pic, like stop, find some uh, person to, Hey, can you take a picture of me with this wall? Because I'm like breaking That's ground me. here. Yeah. Yes. That's incredible. I mean, a, a huge congratulations to her, but also I'm guessing that was quite a recent award. Yes. Uh, that, that was very recent. That was like a month. Ago. Well, oh, I'm not sure the history of the award itself. I want to say it's at least, uh, probably like 20 plus years, maybe years old. Um, but still, even, even if it's like less than 10 and she's like the first woman in a 10 year span to ever win an award, I would, I would also question like, I, I highly doubt there's not a single person out there when whatever gender that's going to have a less than 50% chance of winning an award like that specifically. So like out of, let's see, out of total of 10 and there's not at least four women on that board, then that kind of tells me where the direction has been going for some time. Or they just didn't uh, recognize, or there wasn't just any women in the competition at all to begin with. So that, that can be a disparaging fact too. Uh, I don't know the full story, the full number scheme on that one, but that just kind of tells me right off the bat. And it kind of goes into what you were saying as well. Like um, just, we, we get, we understand that just saying uh, or, or or displaying a specific gender is going to immediately give backlash. But had we not even mentioned this at all, you would have just went about your day just assuming all is right with the world when there's actually some people who are struggling that much harder just to be on equal terms with everybody else. Yeah, they are grinding 20 times harder than the next person um, to, to, to get that out there and say, no, I, I, I deserve to be here. I've earned the right to be here not because i'm a female or whatever else no 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 my my quality of work has proven that i am i am you know i should be standing with the with the elite of the industry for sure for sure it's a very it's a very personal journey for every pilot everyone working in the industry overall um i think the uh, the difference that we find though is that there are more women who feel that their gender has impacted them in some way in their career or in their training at some point. Uh, whereas when you speak to men, they often say, well, I, my gender doesn't come into my work. Yeah. And I, that's a, a very true statement. Uh, so with uh, the documentary itself, when, when and successful, are you planning to do, make this like a series long thing or are you going to be doing, are you going to be branching off to other aspects of the aviation industry? Like, uh, I know you mentioned you uh, pilots and engineers, but are you going to do one like like a shorter mini docu-series, say, like we're going to focus mainly on the engineers. We're going to focus mainly on the mechanics, on the people who make the plane and things like that. 
It's definitely something I'm really interested in doing. Um, I haven't got any set specific plans for how future content is, is, is going to take place. It might be a podcast, it might be a series, it might be another feature film. Um, it really depends on the opportunities that we're presented as a production company uh, upon the completion of our first production and what we can get from that. Um, I would definitely like to explore more areas of the aviation industry uh, beyond pilots because I feel pilots are often the ones that are the most famous, should we say, to the general public. Um, and I feel that the incredibly hardworking engineers, um, mechanics and everyone else who's actually getting these planes off the ground and uh, you know, creating a safe, efficient, effective industry. Uh, for the pilots and the flight attendants that work in it and the passengers. Um, I, I feel they're, they're quite hidden. So their world really could be fascinating to, to bring to light and to show to, to people that aren't already familiar with it. Well, we can definitely help you with the, the maintenance side. I mean, just, just with Cassandra alone, who, we, who we've had on recently. And then, you know, in the past we've had on, we've had on a bunch of fantastic people, but thinking of off the top of my head, other female mechanics, you know, Georgia down in Australia, mm -hmm. I bet she's got some good stories and she does have some good stories. Totally. Um, you know, it, it's just, we, we, we can, I'd love to help anywhere we can. Yes. Thank most definitely. Very much. That's lovely. To, that's lovely. I mean, I'm sure we'll keep in touch. Uh, um, now let's say like, uh, let's say like you, you have the budget you need, you have all the materials you need. Uh, what would be like the ideal uh, crew numbers or, or number of crew members to make this production happen? Well, here's the thing. We want this production to not be hampered by the necessity of a budget of hundreds of thousands of dollars. Uh, the industry is expensive. It's, it's very, very costly to make anything. Um, but at the same time, we want it to be of a certain quality. So we know that the crew that we take on need to be extremely proficient. So we're going to be working with real experts in their field. Um, it's interesting. There are two ways that we could do this. If we were in a position where we had um, a really significant, substantial budget, should we say $50,000 or more, then we'd be in a position where we'd be able to hire um, let's say a, a working filming crew, so sound, audio, um, supervisors, that sort of thing, of around 10 to 15 people. And then as a unit, we would travel around, uh, get, you know, catch flights together um, to all these different locations that we want to film in. However, I feel the more cost-effective way of doing this, because I'm all about efficiency with the budget that we have, <clears throat> would be to hire different crews in different locations because that way you can just send a couple of people out from our base in the UK, uh, myself and maybe a couple of producers or directors um, to help shape the narrative and shape the filming and, and keep everything running to schedule. But then we'll, we'd like to work with local cinematographers, with local audio guys, um, and with local crew in all the countries that we visit. Um, not only because it's an efficient way of working, but also because it means that we then get to branch our production out and give opportunities to people all around the world and not just have more of the sort of more of the UK scene um, being given opportunities when there are people in many, many countries that 
often don't get this sort of opportunity. Yeah. What if you, um, again, I, I know nothing about the film industry, but uh, what if you, you used um, students in those different locations, film students, third and fourth years, right? They have a, a general understanding, but with your, your team's guidance, um, you know, that might really decrease the budget. They might do it for experience alone, resume building. Um, for sure. For sure. Yeah. No, we're definitely working with students in all parts of this production. Um, some of the research teams have been film students. Um, it's been wonderful to, to, to give some opportunities to, uh, to these really talented, capable people. I feel students are often overlooked and they shouldn't be. They have so much to offer. So I think with every location, we'll do our best to try and get some students on set with us at every location because, because why not? You know, it's, uh, it's a great opportunity. Yeah. It, it's a fantastic learning opportunity um, for for everyone, for for the experienced team, so you know you you and your your team, uh, to the people being interviewed, to the to the to the students themselves learning. Okay, this is what a real a real film film company is like. This is what it's going to be like when I get get out into the real world. You know, and some people might that might help them decide. Like, hey, I was kind of interested in documentaries, so I got my hands in it, got my feet wet. Uh, and I definitely like that style of film. So they, they kind of focus their career on that, you know, that's, that, that'd be good. 100%. 100%. Yeah. It's, uh, it's a, it's an interesting part of the industry. And I don't think many people, certainly film students don't get as much of an opportunity to explore it as they would, uh, straight cinema. So it's, it's, it's a, hopefully something that will be you know, opening some eyes and, and experiences to people that previously might not have considered it. Now, have some of the women you've reached, uh, you've reached out to, to have these conversations, have any of them been willing to fly to, to England to sit down face to face with you guys there? Um, you know, help, we haven't, we, we haven't asked. Um, we've been, we've been so focused when we have our, our zoom calls with these women, it's, it's far more to do with just information gathering and building that rapport and getting to know them and letting them know everything about us. Um, because a lot of these women were contacted months and months and months ago. Um, we didn't start thinking about the logistics of filming at that stage because we were just in the research phase. Um, so we're going to be reaching out to people. And if anyone is in the local area, then of course we'll be seeing what we can do about meeting up with them. Um, but at the same time, you know, we, if they're giving their time, we'd also like to be in a position where we can come to them because uh, that way we can, we can meet in the middle. Has, sure. Has any uh, of the people you've interviewed or any uh, aviation enthusiast ever said like, Oh, I'll volunteer to do this vi video for you, or I'll be your sound person. Like uh, we've at in least in our, at least in our experiences, we've seen a lot of aircraft uh, technicians, mechanics, and pilots who do photography, film, and, and the like as a hobby. And if we were to say to them, hey, would you like to be a photographer for a film industry or for a film documentary? I'm sure they'll probably jump at the bit or they'll have like, you see a quick light up in their face before they start having the collapsing self-doubt that they're not good enough for it. But <laughs> but. Has anyone uh, ever approached you and said like, oh, hey, um, I, I'm a pilot or I am a air crew person. I also would like to do some kind of uh, photography or video for you. We haven't had anyone come on 
to us to say that they want to work in our in our crew. But we have been working with a lot of influencers on TikTok and Instagram in particular, um, where we've been doing duets with them, um, or they've been sending us content, you know, footage of them of them in their in their daily work that we've then been using to help promote this production and this crowdfunding campaign uh, across our social channels. So we've we've already seen that community come together and offer offer things that that are that are more than just interviews for the documentary. It's been really lovely to see. That's awesome to hear. And like we said, like if if we had a hobby outside of this, and someone said like, "Hey, do you do you have any kind of pictures of these, or do you have videos of this?" Like, oh, absolutely, right? Uh, we yes. would be jumping at it. At least I would to. Uh, offer that much to forward a, a piece in history. That's more or less what we see this production as. Is this is kind of like a snapshot in history of how women are doing, what they're doing now, and what we hope to see them do in the future. And then just maybe somewhere in those three stages that it's going to spark another young person to want to be just like them. Absolutely. Absolutely. No, it, it makes all the difference. Now, you mentioned you worked with uh, Women in Aviation International. Has any other groups um, tried to touch base with you or have you tried to touch base with them as to like uh, giving more to or more to offer to your um, documentary? Yes, we've been also been speaking with uh, a few different groups from the 99s, um, which is a pilot specific um, group. Uh, that was originally set up with Amelia Earhart and uh, several other very famous, wonderful pilots uh, a very, very long time ago. Um, they've got a real legacy and that continues to this day. It's uh, It's been wonderful to connect with the 99s across the world and uh, and just have discussions. That's that's all it is. It's, it's talking and getting to know people and, uh, you know, thriving off of the engaged communities that already exist within the aviation industry. That is very awesome, especially with the 99s. Like we were talking to a few of their members uh, in the San Diego chapter in the U.S. And we did it for the longest. We didn't know such a thing even existed. And then when they gave us the history about it, like, oh, you've been here, been here. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, why are yeah. we just now finding this out? Like, this should be like worldwide, like common knowledge kind of thing. But it's yeah. also but it's also, like you said, one of uh, one of those um, situations where. It, the world exists if you know it exists, right? Exactly. <laughs> um, like uh, they're very good, very keen on keeping to themselves, like this whole secret underground society. And then once you're in the know, like you realize how all the stars just line up for a, a particular situation or a particular group of people. And, and it's one of those like, well, why is this secret? Like this should be out in the masses for everyone to know. So like if they decide to do something like this, they already have the avenues to succeed versus, versus just like you have to kind of commit to it before figuring out where to go. I, yes. I, yes. Pers personally, I feel that's kind of like a, that's a huge leap of faith that a lot of people are not invested in to do. <laughs> If that's the right phrase, but yeah, no, un understandably, understandably, this is really why this documentary is so important because we're not making it specifically for people in the aviation industry. I hope it'll be something that people in the aviation field will 
will find relevant and interesting and inspiring and entertaining. But at the same time, we want it to be a production that's going to intrigue everybody. That's why it's got a title like Women at 36,000 Feet, because you can take it anywhere. It's engaging, it's compelling, and it's not something that instantly is, uh, is something that's something that only people with a niche interest will enjoy. So then talking with that, have you guys uh, interviewed um, school age children, you know, young, young children and said, hey, what do, you, what do you know about aviation or what do you think about aviation? What do you think about flying? All those kind of things. It'd be kind of it'd be kind of cute and funny to get a child's uh, perspective, you know, hear them talk about what they know of, know of the aviation world. Absolutely. We've, we've not, um, we've not set up any filming with any school children yet, but it's definitely something we want to do. Um, it's a hundred percent going to be a part of our production. Uh, if we can secure access because, because their input is so important. It's the future generations. It's also an understanding of how much of our views are shaped by the time we become adults and how that is guided by the culture that we grow up in. Very, very much so. Yes. Like, like I said in the beginning, like for majority of us who got interested in aviation, we grew up when Top Gun was like the pinnacle of aviation. And then every movie since then has kind of sort of been like a, a very slow crawl. Like uh, there, I mean, unless like there was something very drastic happening, like, uh, mm-hmm. after, like say I can name some uh, aviation films off the top of my head that weren't, Air to air dogfights, like um, there was Pearl Harbor. There was uh, the one where the plane crashed into a into the Hudson uh, Air Force yeah. One. All things of that. Like it, it sounds very aviationy, but it's not like uh, very aviation based. Um, so I yeah. think you guys, you're with your documentary, your team's documentary is going to be probably one of the very few, if any, that's actually going to be addressing aviation as a whole in general. And then it, I. I personally feel yes. it's going to make every woman out there feel even more empowered because, oh, not only is it about the, something that I love to do or something that I was thinking about loving to do, now it's talking about me. So, um, yeah, I think absolutely. it'll be groundbreaking in the, in the fact that anybody who might be interested in aviation in general is, can watch it and go, oh, yeah, that, okay, that definitely opened my eyes a little bit more and I'm, I'm definitely, definitely interested in it. Or if they're on the fence, go one way or the other. But, um, you know, it'd be groundbreaking. I think, I think the documentary is going to open the door for more for future from flight path productions, but also maybe other, other film companies out there to say, Hey, that's actually pretty good. I'd like to get a perspective on that. Or maybe you'll see like, you know, with the recent Red Bull where the guys were trying to skydive from one plane to another in a nosedive. Yes. Um, you know, companies like that to go, hey, maybe we should start filming our escapades a little bit more closely. You know what I mean? <laughs> and and yes, it'll be a bunch of subsect uh, uh, films. Totally. No, I'm really, really excited to see exactly the effect that this production can have based on who gets to watch it and how many engaged eyes we can get on this topic and on this discussion. Uh, it's going to be amazing to see the ripple effect that it's going to have. Oh, I think it's going to I think it's going to reach reach far and wide. Um, you're going to I think you're going to find yourself being, uh, you know, when you look at the numbers, when it's released, you're going to find yourself in countries being watched that you never thought 
you would even reach. Um, I know it's kind of been that way for the podcast for us where, you know, six will be like, Hey, did you know we've gotten this many downloads over here? Or somebody will reach out and say, Hey, we, we love you in Brazil. I'm like, Brazil. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? Totally. Totally. Yeah. yeah. I, I just did a TikTok live um and we had we had supporters from from the uk from the us from canada and then someone popped in from chile and that was like great that's the first time we've uh we've connected with an audience member in chile so it was just lovely really lovely yeah it's cool when when you see people I, i tell you the biggest for us at least from the podcast you know one of the we just had this conversation the other day but one of the best things for us is when we get somebody well, anybody to reach out to us and talk to us and say, Hey, you know, um, I'm so-and-so from here. And then, you know, I work at this and I do that. And, you know, like to listen to the show. And then we get people from, like you said, like Chile and you're like, Oh, it might just be a one-off. You're like, Hey, there is somebody down there and, and we are providing something for them because they're interested in this. You know, there, there's, yes, there's a source of material on the subject Absolutely. that they're interested in. Absolutely. Yeah. No, it's great. And uh, for us, I think one of the biggest uh, humbling moments for us is when we get individuals who've never even considered aviation and they'll say like, oh, I've listened to your show and this inspired me and I want and I so I signed up to go to school. I'm like, wow, that's incredible. Wow, that's freaking awesome. Right. And then they start like "Um," and then then we we try to set, set them up with other people that we know, like. Oh, you should totally follow this person or you should talk to this person. Right. And they, and they can give you all the ins and outs of certain things. And, uh, the certain person reached back to us a couple of weeks ago and they said like, Oh, I went to this, I went to uh, this event and they were there and it was had like this huge magic moment. And like, that's what it's all about right there. It, it, may, it may not be directly us that affected your life, but we gave that, that one little spark in your mind or in your heart that just says, I want to, ch- I want to see what this is about. And then you find out all the all the ins and outs and you can connect with all sorts of people who further uh invigorate that inside you and absolutely that was like that was like the biggest heartfelt feeling for us i'm like we're we're doing this we're all doing this for the right reasons and i mvp's hit the nail on the head when he said like your your team's documentary or your team's production is going to be so profound uh at the very least it's going to make everyone in the aviation realm especially of the women gender feel very empowered by it. And then someone along the line, uh, however big or small of an impact it's going to make, it's going to give that little bit of invigoration in them to see what it's all about and then possibly take it a further step where they actually become pilots. (laughs) Yes, totally. Totally. No, it's, it's all influence. It's all positive. Um, I'm I'm just so excited to see what, uh, what can come from this production. But we do have a long way to go beforehand. You know, we we can't make this production without funding. And that's why our crowdfunder is is so vital to us right now. Fully, I fully yeah. agree. Yeah, we can definitely blast that across our social medias too, just to just to help spread the word uh, any way we can. And, and hopefully it'll reach the right ears of everyone um, who, who can support. And then, Thank you for your support. And then likewise, for all the listeners out there, if, you, if this is something that you feel empowered or, in, or invigorated to contribute with, either with funding or giving some type of resource or something to aid in their research or their pre-production, please, by all means, 
the contact information will be in the show notes. It will be in the social medias when this, when this recording goes live. And that'd be a way for you to contribute and help make a hallmark in history because this is more or less what this really is, <laughs> is a, a snapshot and a hallmark in history. It is. Yeah, we're capturing uh, an apex moment in the, in the industry. Um, absolutely. And yeah, all the details, if anyone is curious to learn more, it's all at flightpathproductions.com and across our social channels as well. Um, yeah, so that's where you can find our crowdfunder as well at flightpathproductions.com. So uh, yeah, if you have any questions, I mean, yeah, I'd just say just just reach out because we're very, we're very vocal and uh, we want to have conversations with everybody about this. Uh, and anything else to add MVP? I mean, the, 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 well, I'm, so I'm, I was going to ask, um, I was going to ask, you know, your interest in aviation is what, what kicked off the flight path productions or the development and creation of that. Um, and since you've had some of these conversation with, with, uh, women, men, anybody from all over the world. Um, and I know you, you know, aim to get your, your pilot's license on it, but has your conversations, um, changed your approach anyway you know initially when you started out and said okay i i, I went up in this small aerobatics plane and i was hooked um so i'm going to do this 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 and this and this uh to achieve my goal but has the conversations with anybody already in the industry made you go oh i actually need to do this 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 and then this to achieve my goal um yeah it just has has any of those conversations changed changed your approach a little bit or change, uh, you know, how, how you aim to accomplish your, your dream? I think it has. I think just from hearing such a diverse, such diverse stories from all of these professionals that I've spoken to about how they got into the industry, how they became pilots, it showed me that there's no one set roadmap. And even though for some people, they feel the only way they can become a pilot is if they drop hundreds of thousands of dollars on a three-year intensive at a flight school to get their ATPL license. Um, I've spoken to so many people who have wonderful, rewarding jobs that aren't working for airlines. There's so much more to the industry than just commercial aviation. Um, It's been wonderful just to broaden my own horizons through these conversations, uh, both in terms of the work I might be able to take on one day, but also the route I can take to get there. It's been really positive. Now, has has learning about other aspects of the industry changed your focus? Uh, you know, I, I know initially your goal was to get the pilot's license, but was the goal after that to become an airline pilot until you learned about other aspects of the industry and you said, hey, you know what? It actually might be fl- fun flying crop dusters 500 feet off the deck, you know, yes. spraying, I mean, that, you know, just as an example. Sure. I think it's safe to say I want to fly a seaplane at some point. I've had so many conversations with seaplane pilots uh, that's just left me so excited at the idea of, of landing on water one day. Um, I definitely, I've had some really eye-opening conversations with flight instructors who've told me how much they get out of their work. And uh, that's really changed my perspective on the idea of being a flight instructor. I think that's something I'd really enjoy doing. Yeah, helping others achieve the same dream you have, right? Exactly. Very rewarding. Yeah, very cool. Very, very nice. And 
who who knows like some uh, as you go into more things like MVP said like more avenues might open like you know what because what like once you get the bug like like one step is not enough like now I got my inch now I can fly planes at night okay now I now I can fly planes at night in the storm or now I can fly this kind of plane or this one it just keeps on yes. going and going and then next and then before you know it like you're like a master in all sorts of stuff and you look back at yourself sometime uh in the past like wow I never thought I would actually get this far and then whereas like past you like it just seems like such a daunting thing and then now here you are at this at at that future level like in the upper echelons of of the aviation community absolutely I won't lie it's it's a daunting idea to me even now um to enter the industry and to try and get my pilot's license and start working up because it's such a mountain to overcome but you can still break it down into smaller steps and, and that, that is certainly manageable. And, and before you know it, like you say, you, you can, you can find success and satisfaction in the industry. Absolutely. Um, any, anything else to add MVP? Like, um, uh, I'm, I'm pretty spellbound right now, or actually I'm very heartfelt in, in, in <laughs> awe of a lot of it because I'm, I'm excited to see all this happen and I'm excited to see this release. I'm excited to see what the impact's going to be. And just what those what those converse, uh, those now started conversations would be like, uh, if that makes any sense. I think I overstepped on my <laughs> my words on that one. <laughs> no, that's okay. I just wanted to say thank you for for taking uh, the time to to talk to us, but more importantly, thank you for taking the time and effort to film a documentary about the industry that Six and I are involved in. Um, that's no easy feat and and I'm sure the headaches compound on one another some days but uh, we do very much appreciate appreciate you taking the time to do that because that we know that the industry doesn't get a lot of uh, spotlight on it and, and when it does it's because of typically some terrible tragedy like a crash or whatever yes. else never the the positive sides of it um, no. So, so we hope, uh, well, we, don't hope, we, we, we appreciate you shining a, a, a positive spin and, and I'm sure there will be some truths coming out, right. That, that do show the negative sides of it, but, but ultimately just, just getting the, just getting it out there and in front of the world. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for your kind, your kind words and your support. It really, it really means the world. Honestly, um, this is a project that's incredibly personal to me but what I will say is after a year and a half of research speaking to people in over 50 different countries it's clear that it's a personal story to thousands of other people as well so having a chance to help share their perspective is really what the heart of this production is all about Um, but I will just reiterate as as much as we have this wonderful research to hand and opportunities are being presented to us we do need a budget to be able to make this production take flight. So if anyone is listening and has been inspired or moved or intrigued by anything that we've discussed today, um, any contribution to our campaign will be very, very welcome. Very much so. And again, to everyone listening, all the, all the contact information has been mentioned throughout the show. It will also be on the show notes and the description when we actually post this episode and all our various social medias. If you have any questions for us or for Flight Plan, please feel free to reach out in the said various social medias in Flight Pass website. 
in their various social medias, or you can send us an email, whichever is easiest for you to learn more about it or to have any feedback and throughput for us as well. Catherine, thank you so much for coming with uh, on the show again with us. Uh, thanks for sharing all your, your insights and passion and what you hope to do with this documentary. Uh, we, for one, hope that this reaches its full fruition and it reaches the audience that it's intended for. And then all those conversations that we're hoping to start do start. And we, we kick off some sparks in other people's souls to get um, to want to learn more. Absolutely. Thank you guys so much. It's been lovely to chat with you. And uh, when this documentary starts to get into uh, get into film festivals and uh, cinemas and things, uh, I'd love to come back and, and tell you guys all about our process. Oh, well, yeah. And we'll be we'll be following you along the way. Um, and we'll we'll help you out any way we can. Um, we'll 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 punch some uh, interesting people to you. Maybe it'll <laughs> you know spark your interest or 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 whatever the case may be. But we'll we'll help where we can. Thank you very much. I'm excited to see where this goes. And on that note, thanks everybody for listening, and we will see you again next time. Bye everyone. We'd like to take this time to thank our patrons for supporting our show and allowing us to continue to make episodes, maintain our gear, and create merch for all of our listeners with special thanks to Erica Lamont, Chris Hawkins, Ryan Frushauer, Dan Schubert, Jenny Dignan, and the ladies of the Dick Talk and Mimosas podcast. Thank you all so much for your support and patronage. Visit our shop at cancelformaintenance.com and grab some swag to show off both your support for us and your prowess as an aircraft technician. If you have ideas for the show or you'd like to be a guest on the show, visit our contact us section and send us a line. We will do what we can to get your ideas or yourself on the show. You can also follow us on social media such as on Facebook at Cancel for Maintenance, Instagram at Kanks, that's C-A-N-X for Maintenance Podcast, or on Twitter at CXMX Podcast. Check out some of our affiliates like Rockwell Time, where they make both rugged and classy watches to fit your lifestyle. Use the code CX4MX and save 10% off your purchase. Support us on Patreon. Our patrons get exclusive perks such as access to our Discord, discounts and early access to merch, special patron-only episodes, and so much more. Thank you again so much for listening, and we'll see you next time.